Good morning, everyone. This is Ben Sveek, your host of 3P Ball. This episode will be covering our most popular episode, Roast Rants and Rumors. Now, if you've been a listener of the pod, you'll note that typically this episode was done on Wednesdays, and uh, we would do the Weekend Warriors on Friday. I decided to um, abandon the Weekend Warriors, Instead, move rants, roasts, and rumors later into the week. A, gives me a little bit more information, uh, matchups, moves around the league. And I find it a little um, monotonous covering the matchups over the week. Felt like I could uh, combine the two podcasts into one and have it near the end of the week so that it uh, has more information to cover. So I hope that clarifies things as we deviated from the format a little bit. So otherwise, let's get started with a update on my current matchup and matchups around the league. Right now, I am losing to Akmal. I'm uh, second place and uh, for fifth place, Akmal is beating me 6-3. I have about 20 games remaining while Akmal has 16 tentatively but we've both had players who have been traded during the trade deadline and we're not so sure when they're going to start and join. Luke is questionable today as well so uh, the games played may still shift but Akmal's winning 6-3. I would say it's still anyone's game to take on multiple categories including field goal, threes, points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. Um, So this is going to go down to the performances over the weekend. Uh, The next matchup update would be 10th place Talal facing off against 7th place Sunny, and it's currently a beatdown. 10th place Talal winning 7-2. Uh, he has uh, disadvantage. He has the advantage on game 16 remaining over over 14, and just peering over, it doesn't really look like it's gonna be close on many categories. I would say turnovers, blocks, and rebounds. So really, three categories that are relatively close. Otherwise, Talal has a sizable gap on most others. So stay tuned for that. The matchup of the week, first place Sherry versus third place Jin. We have Jin up 6-3 right now. This matchup is quite close uh, on the efficiency categories, the turnover categories. Blocks is a differential of one. Three steal differential on steals. Uh, Assists, I would say the only sizable gap would be rebounds right now. Sherry is winning 137-87. to and threes, Jin is winning 48 to 32, which has typically been one of Sherry's strong categories. So it's that hot and cold category of threes. Next matchup update we have sixth place Ali facing off against ninth place Ace, and currently Ace is up 5 4. I would say the only categories that seem far apart threes, Ali has a 46 to 28 advantage. Free throws, Ace has a huge advantage there. And um, blocks, Ace has a 21 to 9 advantage. And lastly, our final matchup 
Fourth place, Byron facing off against eighth place, Vahid. Byron is up 5-3. And again, looking at the difference, free throws, Vahid is up 843 to 667. However, field goal flipped the other way. Byron's up 523 to 451. Threes is sizable gap. In fact, the only ones that are not sizable gaps are rebounds and blocks where they're currently tied. So that can go any direction between those two categories. So that's around the league quick update. Most of the matches can flip back and forth, except maybe Talal, who's going to have a pretty significant, bad, significantly bad weekend to lose to Sunny at this point. So our next segment, we'll jump into the rumors. This is the Gossip Girl section, your source into the scandalous lives of 3 people's fantasies elite. Let's get started with the news around the league. Right now, we have a couple of trade-eligible players. Ali has opened up LeBron James. He didn't mention LaMelo, so I think after the trade, LaMelo might have been uh, uh, rescinded on any trade request, but LeBron James, after his historic performance, historic achievement, has been quickly set aside by Ali listening to all offers for him. Not to be outdone, Akmal has opened up. Markel Fultz, a great point guard with a good source of points, assists, steals, and a little bit more clarity on his role, as well as Luka Doncic. That's big, and you heard it first at the pod, Luka Doncic is available. So, what will it take to get Luka off? Akmal's been familiar with blockbuster trades earlier this this year, trading Anthony Davis away from his roster. And it looks like Luka's the next of the first rounders who are being shopped earlier this year. We obviously had KD twice, Jokic. Uh, Luka's now in the market. Jokic has been in the market again. LaMelo was offered earlier. LeBron is. Uh, looks like first round picks have just been shopped around heavily around this league. And finally, an executive has made an anonymous out announcement that a competitive offer has been made to Jokic. So Jokic might be in the move relatively soon. To who and who is involved? Stay tuned. This would be the second time Jokic potentially gets moved as I traded Jokic earlier this year for Donovan Mitchell and Carl Anthony Todd. And finally, we have a an owner who is listening to all offers. Fire sale going on, and that is Team Sunny. Sunny has want, once known that any offer for any player will be heard. He is obviously sporting a whole a myriad of injuries between Zion Williams, Bobby Portis, and Steph Curry, and is quickly fading away from playoff contention and as highlighted, losing to the lull. So executives get your phones, uh, phone fingers and Twitter fingers ready because Sonny is ready to make a move. So that would close us up and uh, on the trade market and finally executives and I have been talking and there is a split 
About half the league thinks Ali, after the trade, after viewing the trade for a couple of weeks, the moves that had Ali bring in KD and Anthony Davis into his squad and had him remain, rename himself to the Avengers. Half the league is doubtful that Ali will make the playoffs, while the other half is confident Ali won't make the playoffs. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. On to our ranked and rolls. Let's start off with number one standing player, Sherry, who picked up Colin Sexton and dropped Gordon Hayward. First of all, we know the trade deadlines ninth. We knew that Utah was going to have some sort of a sale, some sort of a move. Obviously, Olenek got blessed. Laurie Markinen, who's part of the future, did not get traded. And Conley, who was obviously using up playing time in the starting lineup, got moved as well. That opened up the floor for Colin Sexton, who showed in the game four threes, 20 points. He, he showed the squad what he was going to get, threes and points. Why is it that in our league, no one chose to pick this guy up? Nobody. We just saw a guy who just got a starting position up, getting threes and points, and they just watched our number one seeded team pick him up for free. What was going on? What is going on here? Like, no one's paying attention. Trade deadline, what do you guys think? You guys have busy lives? They're doing something important on trade deadline day? Sherry might have just picked up a free starter for the rest of the year on a tanking Utah Jazz. And you know what Colin Sexton is great for? Being a tank commander. And we just let him, as a league, grab him for free. After he used and abused Gordon Hayward. Congrats, league. You played yourself. Sherry might have just reclaimed the critical categories of threes and points heading into the playoffs. My goodness, my goodness. As for me, I think this trade deadline is ridiculous. What should happen is the trade deadline in the NBA should actually be moved to the All-Star Weekend. Now hear me out, because there's a couple of reasons. A, let the All-Stars who got selected in their conferences play the weekend in their respective squads. It makes sense. Now I get it. There's a there's a, a, a different format to the All-Star now, but you still wrap the jerseys and you had success in one uh, a conference over the other. Let them play in the trade deadline. Those who didn't make the All-Stars, enjoy time with their family so that you, when you get traded, have some downtime in between your jobs. Do you know how hard it is? to move in between work like i can't imagine in the middle of my workload hey let's just move and you're expected to start playing like a day later like what how do you even organize that who organizes that what is done to the families to the kids to the school like this makes no sense at least allow for a break so that when the trade deadline happens Players have a time to organize themselves and understand and talk to their family. Can you imagine? Hey, uh, we're moving like two days from now, but I'm on an away game. 
So, uh, figure it out, honey. Like, there has to be a better system than this. And selfishly, why I'm saying this is because during All-Stars, we get a two-week fantasy week. So, you know what happens when there's the games are split into two weeks? I don't lose two or potentially three games from D'Angelo Russell. I don't lose a game from Hart. I don't lose a game from Zach Collins. I lost five games this week. Key games this week, deep into the end of the season of our league, where wins and categories have huge impacts on seeding. So, fantasy is gonna be very happy with this change. The players are gonna be very happy with this change. Adam Silver, I hope you're a fan of the pod. Because take notes, dude. Change this shit. This makes no sense. And also, why is OG still out? Like, trade deadline passed. We all know that wrist was fake. It was, even Nurse was a surprise. Let's get him started so I can take him off my IR and actually get a resemblance of the squad that I am planning to preview into the playoffs. Like, Nurse, Masai, get him off. We all know what it was. I need OG back. This is bullshit. Jin. Let's see. Clay Thompson, 19 threes in two games. JJJ, four blocks in one quarter. And currently ripping the number one seeded Cherry apart, 6-3. This is the Jin we all feared. This is the Jin that's retooled. This is the Jin that's unstoppable right now. The only thing... The only entity I know of that can destroy a roster, destroy a team, is Russell Westbrook. Please, please, Russell Westbrook, fantasy gods, bring Russell Westbrook to Chicago Bulls so that Jim loses all playability from Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll take him in any team right now, but I think Chicago would hurt Jim the most. There's no other way to beat Jen. Like, there's no other way. He, his team is ready. Um, they're firing in all cylinders. They're healthy. And we're seeing the destruction of our league. Russell Westbrook, you want to move to Chicago. Chicago will understand you. Chicago is in that mediocre position. Make the move. Bring in Russell Westbrook so we can put a stop to Jin's amazing field goal, free throw, turnover, and just eradicate this. Please, please. And I know he won't pick up Russell Westbrook, but Westbrook has a sphere of influence. In fact, just thinking about Russell Westbrook gave Zach Levine a 10 of 17 free throw night. That is the vision that I have, and that's the only way Jin will lose in this league. So Russell Westbrook, pack your bags again for the sixth time in five years. Get your ass to Chicago and do some sabotage for me to take Jin out this year. I, I, I need you, bro. Next up, Byron. <laughs> he calls himself Team Mid, and he truly, truly lives up to his name because there is only way Byron is the only one who can lose the previous week. He lost week 16 and climbed up to fourth. He climbed up to fourth while losing last week. Team mid. I mean, it's like a magnet. 
Bayern is just destined to make the playoffs and lose first round or second round every single year. And it's going to play out again. Dude, why do you? Why are you a believer in Ben Simmons? Like, I see him in your roster. I see, I know you're tempted to drop him. Just know, even the Nets are not starting Ben Simmons. The Nets experiment started with a big three. Well, a big two. Kyrie and Durant. They needed a big three. They picked up Harden. Harden left. It became a big three of Simmons, KD, and, and Kyrie. Kyrie left, KD left, and now it's just Ben Simmons. And even then, Nets won't play him. Dude, this is what you deserve for believing in the wrong Ben. The only good Ben in this league is myself. It's definitely not Ben Simmons. So... Yeah, I don't even know where to start with your roster, man. But it, I think it starts with Ben Simmons. Drop him. Drop him. Drop him. And you know what? I don't even mind helping Byron. He's team mid. Even if he makes the right moves, something will happen. It just will. On to Akmal. Oh, how I am so happy Plum God got traded. Plum Lee was his biggest source, their biggest source of field goal, field goal. There is no reason I'm scoring a 514 and losing to a 550 field goal for the week. And it's due to Plum having like a Robert Williams top three field goal impact and the audacity Akmal had to offer Plum Lee for my DeJounte Murray. I am so happy he's in a timeshare being eradicated this is the goodbye to Plumlee. Na 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 na. Hey hey hey. Goodbye. Good riddance, Plumlee. I don't need you in Akmal squad or any squad anymore. All right, let's go to the Avengers. At least the TV version of the Avengers. Uh, this might be Phase Six. This might be the uh, boot version. Joining the Avengers squad in this edition, post-Thanos, we have Jabari Smith with his fantastic 200 field goal percentage. We have Dennis Grodem Schroeder. Because, you know, the Lakers just have more Laker players. That's the formula Ali's vying for. And who is Cody Martin? J.R. Who is this guy? Uh, like, clearly the standards have been dropping to be part of the Avengers if these guys are making the Avengers squad. How can you call yourself the Avengers and Rock Schroeder, Jabari Smith, and Cody Martin? Like, and Xavier Tillman. At least Tillman kind of sounds like an Avenger. These guys literally sound like NPC generic Wakanda grunts, man. Wakanda grunts. That's all I'm going to say. On to Sunny. Looking at Sonny's team, I mean, I was just talking about uh, the, the players Ali picked up. Looking at Sonny's squad, I don't even know what type of league he's in. It almost feels like this is a 12th team or a 14th league, team league. Like, is Finney Smith? He's rostered right now? Why is he rostered? Ray Hashimura? Isaiah Stewart? Zubak? Who's just... Just I don't care how good he's doing. He just looks like a waiver wire guy. Tobias Harris just just bland. Um, Jamal Murray just got injured. 
Avija, Avdia, sorry. Yeah, uh, I'll learn to pronounce your name when you're actually relevant in fantasy. Uh, th- this squad is like, oh yeah, elite for 12 team, elite. Championship roster for 14 team. Too bad this is a 10 team league, but maybe Sonny hasn't gotten the back. And that's why he's losing 7-2. Vahid. I want to... I want to bet the league. Actually, I want to canvas the league. I bet you Vahid didn't even know who Cam Thomas was before Sunday. In fact, I'm pretty sure even when he picked up Cam Thomas, he didn't know who he was. And yet, he picked up a player. He just ran into a player. Happened to come by a player who scored 120 points in three games. Enough said. Only Vahid can just walk into the most goaded waiver wire back-to-back run I have seen. And I, I don't even know if he realizes that. Great. Ace, ace, ace. Where do I begin? I think... All I'll leave it is you're win- you won last week. You're winning this week. What do those two weeks have in common? You're not managing your roster. You're in a pilgrimage. So it's one of two things. Either you're praying for wins, and in which case, damn, that's actually pretty clever. I will have to book my pilgrimage trips around fantasy season. I would like to confirm if this is the case. Or B, your team does better when you're just not paying attention to fantasy so it's one or the other if you're not praying for fantasy right now your team literally does better when you're not there you are the Dwayne Casey of our league you are the Jason Kidd of our league you are the ham of our league you are insert every detrimental coach in the NBA that is you your team is winning your trade seems like it's paying off right now. Maybe this should be your game plan next year. Auto draft and set up a script to just start your players and you might win. I think that was your rookie year as well. So I see a pattern here. And finally, Talal. Talal, Jalen Williams uh, is doing good. And I'm slightly annoyed because I wanted him. But more importantly, you actually told me to rue the day and to bet that Kyle Anderson will be the top waiver pickup of the year. And I was shook. When I faced him, this man went on a three-game triple-double run. Since then, 4-3-1, and one, 9-12-4, Yeah, he's still rostered. He's been dropped 16% in our league. 16%. He's down to 36. So all still rostering him. And again, it's overshadowed by Jalen Williams right now. But this guy is definitely not a top waiver pickup of our league. And I'll stand behind that. So... Oh, man, what do I want to win? I want to blow out ACMO. I actually want Talal to win Sunny against Sunny just because it's more entertaining this way. I want 
this is the only time. I really thought I didn't want Sherry to win this year, but I know in, when I when I see someone facing Jin, I can't help but root for that guy. I really want Sherry to win Jin against Jin. And uh, Ace beat Ali, man. Just hold on. This is just comical. Ali can be losing multiple weeks since trade. Missed the playoffs. That, that, that would be a a uh, trade gone wild and backfire type of year for Ali. Boomer's gonna boom. And Byron and Vahid, quite frankly, I don't really care what happens. Yeah, no, I don't. I actually want Byron to win. I, I, I want a little bit of playoff revenge. So maybe, yeah, yeah, I'll root for Byron. I've decided. I'll let Byron win. Actually, on that segment, I did forget, around the league, I asked, you know, what results are people most hoping for? The most popular option was that people want Ali to get destroyed. 7-2, 8-1, just beat down on Ali. Now, I don't know if that means people are rooting for Ace or people are rooting for the demise of Ali. So stay tuned. We will find out. So that about wraps up our week 17 podcast, rants, roasts, and rumors. Stay tuned for the next podcast on, on Monday where I will recap what happened this weekend and week 17 and move on with Monday Bottom. Thank you for listening. Peace and love, everyone.